But as a month or two went by after telling them with authority, I'm never doing it again that day. I used that word. I will never do it again. And after a few months later, I'm like, yeah, I could probably do it. Diz Runs Radio, episode 940, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Guys, uh, today's episode of the show is brought to you in part by my f- friends over at Features. I've got an affiliate partnership with them. And uh, it's a good thing, too, because I think I might need a new pair of socks because apparently I have a pair of shoes that uh, likes to destroy one sock. One sock, almost like how you know, you've know you got you've got the washing machine or you've got the dryer that like randomly just eats one pair of socks. Not one pair, just a single sock. Um, and you know when you have socks that are like right and left, if your right one gets jacked up, you're kind of in that same situation. And apparently I used to think it was like my gangle toes and my gangled toenails specifically. Uh, every so often I'd find like a right sock with a hole in it, but I think I've narrowed it down to a specific pair of shoes that somehow, I don't know if it's a little bit small rubs just right, whatever it is, but it causes a hole to develop only on the right toe, right? Big toe, which is like the worst toe to have a hole, a hole in your sock. Right. Um, but it seems like I, th- I think I've narrowed it down to just this one pair of shoes. Because, yes, I all too often will just wear the same pair of socks with the same pair of shoes over and over and over and over and over again before washing it. Um, that's another story for another day. The moral of the story is I've, I've kicked this one pair of shoes out of the rotation. And uh, I think I might need to replace a couple of pairs of socks at some point. And uh, when I do so, I'm going to use features. And if you need to get some new socks for the new spring or because your washing machine ate a, ate a sock or you have shoes that eat socks or dogs that eat socks or just you like new socks, uh, if you want to get some from features, your boy can get a, a, a couple of shekels in the old coffers at no additional cost to you. All you need to do is use the code disruns.com slash features. That's F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S. And I know I just said code. I didn't mean that. I meant link. Uh, I wish I had a code. Still trying to get a discount code. Haven't gotten one of those yet. Um, but if you happen to come across a discount code, use it. Just point your browser to disruns.com slash features first. Uh, then use your code, save a couple of bucks, get some good socks that hopefully your toes or your shoes or your washing machine don't destroy and uh, put a couple of bucks in the old coffers at the same time. Disruns.com slash features. Uh, now, if you'll excuse me, we'll roll the episode while I do some sock shopping. Anyway, here's today's episode of the show. Hey, guys. Uh, today's guest is a gentleman that uh, has found running to be beneficial for his uh, mind, body, and soul, which I think probably on, on just about each of those levels, we can all probably relate to a little bit. Uh, but he's also found a way to turn running into a bit of a, of a family affair, uh, even for those members of the family that aren't exactly runners. So uh, I know it's a little bit of a short tease, but lots of things that we're going to get into today, I'm sure. Uh, lots of topics I know to discuss. So uh, excited to see where we ultimately end up and what we ultimately end up talking with or talking about today with Mr. Corey Robinson. So Corey, uh, thanks for joining us today and uh, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, looking looking forward to it. And uh, guys, if you enjoyed, it, enjoyed today's conversation, want to connect with Corey and, and uh, you know, kind of 
follow along with with some of the things he's got going on in the future or just to, you know engage in a little bit of back and forth on the social medias uh, he's on all the places but you know he's not one of those easy ones where it's the same handle everywhere which is fine you know we won't hold it against him uh, but get your get your notes out or obviously you can always go back to the uh, the show notes and get the links there uh, on Instagram it's at run daddy run eight one at run daddy run eight one all one jumbled up word no no spaces or underscores or anything like that uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, however, we got it. We got an underscore in there. It's at Jillian G I L L I A N at Jillian underscore Corey. Uh, and on Facebook, I mean, maybe that one's kind of easy because it's just his name. Obviously, he's also in the the Facebook group, so you can always find him there and and send a friend request or just engage in a conversation in the group, whatever floats your boat. Uh, but those are the places on social media. And of course, as I already mentioned, uh, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes, disruns.com slash 940 today, disruns.com slash 940. We'll take you back to the show notes. I'll have all the links for social medias and some photos and I don't know, whatever else we talk about that makes sense to link to. We'll have it linked there, disruns.com slash 940. So uh, Corey, you know, you've heard the show once or twice, so you know what's coming. Uh, I do. Great, great. My favorite, I don't know if it's my, I guess it's my favorite question because I ask it literally every single episode, but uh, just a great way to start the conversation is just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? The simple answer is uh, up here, the next one, because we haven't had any forever. So (laughs) the next one is going to be my favorite distance to run (laughs) because there's been no races for a long time um, because of this lovely COVID thing that we got going on in in the world but pre-covid i was a 5k quote-unquote specialist Mm -hmm. that is what i enjoyed and uh but now i've since this i've expanded my actually i've expanded into ultras as as i alluded to earlier so it's uh the covid has brought on um a love for distance extreme distance running now which is which is nice gotcha gotcha yeah it's uh Quite the, quite the difference in, 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 in all fronts. I mean, obviously, there's a number of difference between like 5K and anything, 50K, 100K, like whatever. Um, but uh, a, a whole different environment, different mindset, different training, different – like, uh, you know, for, for – for, other than the fact that running is, is in theory running. I mean, I don't know that you could get a whole lot more different than, than 5K and shorter to ultra distance and, and uh, you know, some of the, the more extreme ultra distances – but uh, looking forward to kind of hearing some about climbing the ladder and whatnot. But first, would love to ask, how'd you get started in, in running? Is it something that's been uh, lifelong? Something something a little bit more recent? How'd you how'd you find your way into the sport? It's absolutely nothing that's been lifelong. Um, very much within the last five years, something that um, I started doing. Um, it actually all started around the time that uh, my kids um, got older, and I decided that it was time to have a lifestyle change. Um, I was I may have been a little beefy, we'll use that word. <laughs> um, so I changed my diet, changed my lifestyle, and um, and then started, instead of every time I wanted a snack or, or stuff I necessarily wasn't supposed to get into, um, I would go for a run. And um, so, and then I became to, became, I guess, addicted to running would be the easiest way to say it, because it's, uh, it's something that I, I have to do now as opposed to want to do. <laughs> Gotcha. In a good way, in a good way, in a good way. I, I was going to say, yeah, ha- as long as you have to do it because it's a, it's a good thing. Uh, that's, that's yes, always the so. important part. Um, it's a reset. It's yes, a reset. Yes. Very much agree. Very much can, can uh, relate to that as well. Um, when, when you got started, was it, uh, you know, w- was there any type of athletic background? I mean, had you, had you played sport as a kid or, or was it really, I mean, as, as square one as it gets when you decided to, to, to get started in a, you know, a handful of years ago? So I played 
softball, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, the fastest part you run is from home plate to first base or right. whatever around the bases. It's so really not that much. Then I did play rugby for a while in high mm-hmm. school. Um, so there was a lot more running involved in that. But running was a punishment, which mm-hmm. it seems kind of crazy because you run the whole game. But during practice, you run as a punishment. So it was kind of a weird thing there. But um, so, yeah, so and other than that, no, um, I ran one one cross country race when I was in grade six, one. <laughs> and um, I signed up more because we had to and it was elective. You had to do it in order to get your little sports badge to be able to graduate grade six so to speak and i actually was uh i spent more time helping people get up that fell than um actually mm. participating in the race because i had no clue what i was doing no clue at all it was just something i had to do to quote unquote get my running badge so i could graduate grade six gotcha but yeah so nothing no background really in running gotcha. no concept of it you know hindsight can sometimes be be 2020 and 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 um and I don't know if it will be in this case or not, but but any idea kind of what or, or, or maybe there was something that was obvious at the time even. But what drew you to running is in terms of, you know, like looking to get a little bit more fit, start to be more active. Like you said, the kids growing up a little bit. So kind of what what am I going to do for, for myself? I mean, you know, when it comes to, to working out, exercise, whatever, there's there's no shortage of options. What what pulled you to running, do you think? So it was it was definitely my cousin. Um, so this is uh, he's been huge in my life. He, um, reformer smoker and legally blind and is able to compete. He's done a marathon in every con, every province in Canada. He's done the Boston. Um, so watching his lifestyle change, it kind of coincided with my lifestyle change. And I drew upon his, his energy mm. and, um, just try to emulate that because, um, so yeah, it became a family. Like I said, this whole running thing is really a family affair start. And, uh, so yeah, that would be what really drew me towards running is when I was talking to him, he's like, just go for a run, try it. And, uh, I did. And away we go. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's awesome. Um, was it, was it, uh, and I feel like every runner has, at least every runner that I've talked to, I've asked this type of question. Like there is no standard answer. Like for some folks, it really was pretty, smooth sailing kind of ease into it and you just kind of kept progressing no no real real issues no real hiccups along the way um obviously building some fitness and it takes a little bit of time for that but but no no real struggles others it was you know i mean it's 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 a struggle for a while until all of a sudden something clicks how was it how was it for you coming from a a you know background of not really running at all to all of a sudden like you know in, in five years kind of you know climbed the ladder pretty quick how, how was the, that progression into running so my first run ever I ran at night on all the back roads through a forest so nobody could see me. Um, I have no idea to this day why I did it, but it was just, I, I was not, I want to say I was embarrassed, but it just, I didn't want to see anybody see me trying. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that makes sense or not, but it was just, so anyway, so, and then, so that was, uh, that was, that was my first run. It was kind of, and it was, I mean, back roads behind church parking lots, you know, just everywhere. So nobody could see me doing what I was doing. Looking back on it now, kind of, kind of silly but um but yeah so that's then after a year um had a little knee issue i cut my knee with a uh um a, what is it called a um grinder mm. so i had to come back yeah i had a, i was building a play set for my kids and and the monkey bars and the grinder slipped and and i cut my knee a little bit and um had to stop running for about two weeks and um 
no major damage, no nothing. It was just, and then so I had to start all over again mm-hmm. at that. But no real injury per se, per like for running, running. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been reading every book I can, listening to po- any podcast I can. That's how I stumbled upon you. Right. And just, just kind of, and if I feel tweak, I stop. It's not my life. It's not yeah. my business. I'm not doing this to win awards. I'm not doing this to, it doesn't pay my bills. Um, so I always got to try and remember as much as I want to push myself and achieve as much as I can achieve, I do got to realize that, that it is my happy place. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not my be all and end all in life. So if I feel a tweak or if I feel something or then I just, I just kick it back, assess the situation and um kind of adjust from there and uh so that that's that's that was my main goal to and uh, to the uh to the to where i am now right up mm-hmm. like i said right up to the bigger races to the bigger distances so it was just a lot of self um monitoring mm-hmm. monitoring sorry no that's the answer yeah that's that's a a, a great a, a great perspective and, and uh, kudos to you for having um I don't know, the discipline, the self-control, the, the wherewithal to, to be willing to back off a little bit here and there and to not get so focused on maybe, you know, some of the, the, the near-term goals, whether it's training for a race or whether it's just like, man, I, I, you know, I feel better when I go for a run, so I really want to run today. Um, and, and recognizing that sometimes pulling back a little bit when your body's telling you that maybe that's the best thing to do, um, you know, hopefully touch wood continues to allow you to be healthy and continue to, to run and enjoy and, and, ex- and explore different parts of the sport if that's if you so choose for for many many years to come and and uh you know speaking as someone who should know better i know personally how difficult that can be sometimes when i'm the one that has to take my own medicine and back off a little bit and take a day or two off and and you know maybe maybe let something calm down a little bit or or get a little bit of extra sleep and and skip a run um not easy to do so so hats hats off to you for being able to to do that already well, in your there, career there's guilt there's guilt trust <laughs> me i feel the guilt and um because my whole point is is i want to get to race day and then that's that's when i'll leave it out all on the line right is once i get there i've got and then i may have been silly a few times in actual races <laughs> because i just want to get it done and i want to do the best i can but i got to get my goal usually is to get get to the day get to the day that's the important part yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, as, as, as a coach, something that I, I try to, to practice myself and also re- remind folks, either, you know, whether it's the folks I'm working with or people listen to the podcast or whatever that, you know, like you said, getting to the race day, that's, that's the majority of the battle right there. And, and you don't have to be perfect to get there. Like it's okay to take a couple days off or, or to adjust your schedule because life is going to happen, whether that's, you know, some type of little niggle, whether that's some type of emergency at work, whether it's a family situation, whatever it might be and missing a run here and there as much as we don't, none of us want to miss a run, but missing a run here and there is not more than likely going to derail anything, you know, at least any, any major derailments. And that still allows you to get to race day. And, uh, and, and then, you know, then it's all bets are off. Then it's, it's give it hell and see what happens. So you mentioned a couple of times, maybe, maybe giving a little too much hell too. I'm assuming maybe too early, but, uh, you know, always love to, to commiserate with other folks that have had some some struggles because I've certainly had my share of race day struggles and things not going according to plan. So, can you share maybe a story or two of, of where things that you, maybe you, you pushed a little too hard or or you know some sometimes where where on the race day things don't exactly go uh, quite the way you wanted them to? The biggest the biggest there's there's two that stand out. Um, 
the biggest one is I decided one day to, I did my 5K in the morning at this race series that I participate in here in Canada. So it's like you run a whole bunch of, and then you get points and mm. it's kind of like NASCAR, but you get points and stuff, but then you place wherever you place mm. and you get, and then there's a series winner at the end of the year. So I ran my 5K in the morning at eight o'clock in the morning. I was two points shy of, of winning my age group and potentially competing for the male series. Mm. There was no races left ever for the year except for one half marathon at noon that day. Mm. So guess what I signed up for? <laughs> Walked over to the tent, threw my money down, and said, "Let's do this." Needless to say, it was it was awful. Mm. Um, the first 10k was great, I, and also too, I'll, I'll, I at this point I had never ran in a 10k race. Oh wow! Let alone a half marathon race. But being great, once again, get to race day. That was my goal. So I got there and I felt good. So I did it. I did finish the race and didn't do anything for the standing. <laughs> didn't do anything for anything except just suffer the last. It was it, it was four laps. Mm -hmm. So the last uh, the last lap was all I could do. I finished. Mm -hmm. It was not a DNF. I finished, but I was in just i was a hurting i was hurting mm -hmm. it was it was a long i did manage to run across the finish line i may have not ran all the way to it but i did manage <laughs> to run across the right. finish line to make it, it was but no it was so i learned a lot the training was key and and um but then the next year i did the double finished both and uh did it perfectly but it was just tempered my expectations mm -hmm. and away we went but yeah so the uh, that would be my hardest learning lesson was that race just don't be too eager. Right. But then also I, I learned my limits and I trained and I did it better the next year. Um, then the second one was the, um, uh, we have a, I don't, I don't know what type of race it's called. Um, it's kind of it's like you run six kilometers in an hour and then you start again and then you run six kilometers for an hour and mm -hmm. you do it for 12 hours. I'm not sure what type of race it's called, but it's like a timed race, 12 hour race, whatever you want to call it. Um, I ran the first 10 laps and then I had to walk the last two because uh, I wanted to finish mm -hmm. and, um, but my legs stopped work. Everything stopped work. I couldn't bend my knee anymore, mm -hmm. but um, being as determined as I was, I wanted to finish. I managed to finish it. I walked the six, I walked the last one. I was the last one across the finish line. So I felt that um, support of being the last person to cross, which mm -hmm. ironically is way more heartfelt than being the first person to cross. Right. Uh, I don't know how to explain that. It was amazing. Um, dislocated my kneecap on my on the. Uh, I stepped off a curb, oh, found Lord. that I dislocated I dislocated my kneecap. Yeah, and that's what I finished the race on. Mm. Um, got, got to the chiropractor, he put it back in place. Boom, I was fine the next day. Right. But it was just that until they until all the swelling and everything went down, so they could figure out what happened. Mm -hmm. That's uh, so. Yeah, those so those would be the only two times I would say that I've uh, pushed myself to the, my literally to my limit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's as as per usual. I, I ask a question and, and not entirely sure where it's going to go, uh, and then I get so many things out of it that I'm like, "Oh man, wait, don't forget to talk about this, and don't forget to talk about that." So I, I want to talk about both of those events. Um, I guess starting starting for the first one with with the first one you shared. So so the 5K and then the half marathon, um, and specifically maybe address that that second year. So you, you do it the first time, like you said, no, no plan to do it. Um, spur of the moment, underprepared to say the least. Uh, but you grind it out. You get you get to the finish line. Doesn't do anything for the standings, but but you did it. Uh, the next year you come back a little more prepared, um, and it, and it goes much better. But but I'm curious, 
how how you prepared or maybe not how you prepared but how you strategized to run the two races on the same day because i've i've done that before um in in both some shorter distance stuff and some longer distance stuff where it's it's two distinct races um and you're trying to do well in both of them so there's that that for me at least there was the hesitation of i want to push the first race but at the same time i can't you know go I, I don't know if I can go all the all out because will I recover enough to then push and, and have a good performance the second day or the, you know the second race later that same day how how did you kind of navigate that what for me is I don't want to say it's a moral dilemma cuz it's certainly not more but it's a it's a strategic dilemma um how did you navigate that to to figure out the second the second time you did the the 5k half marathon double uh to to you know run two good races so first of all, I ran I ran more than 10k in my training. Run. <laughs> That's that a good was, start. Good start. That was where I started, and then I built up my mileage. I and then I did a. Um, I know I agree with you on these, but they're not the greatest. But I downloaded a run a mm-hmm. half marathon plan, okay. you know, okay. from yep. the internet, and um, kind of plugged in my own numbers with uh, with what I thought my expectations were going to what my expectations were what I thought I was capable mm-hmm. of, and adjusted accordingly completed that plan then the day of the race day um, the biggest thing is is if this is gonna i was i set a goal for each race so i knew i wasn't going to be able to quote unquote pr or pb um each race Mm -hmm. there was just no possible way so i had to temper my expectations because i more wanted to prove to myself that i could finish both of them from the year before like Mm -hmm. that was the goal of this was to compete in both be competitive in both Mm -hmm. so i I held back a little bit on my, on the 5k. I didn't go all out. I kind of just held, I tried to use it as a temple run to prepare Mm -hmm. for the half marathon. Um, and so I did that. Then I actually did some active recovery in between and, and, um, light stretching and things like that. And that stayed moving, didn't sit Mm -hmm. down, just stayed moving. And then once I went out to, uh, once I, um, did the next one, I decided I created a mental, or a mental time goal of, I knew my times were what I wanted to be. So I, and it was a four lap race. So I broke it down into four laps and I set a time goal for each lap, one progressively getting faster, mm-hmm. trying to do the negative split and, and just took it, as they say, one bite at a time mm-hmm. and, um, just did the first lap, felt good. Did the second lap, felt okay. Did the third lap, didn't feel the greatest, <laughs> um, on the fourth lap. I got to the last water straight station and then this person just said to me, why are you so, cause I was feeling it. I was hot. And mm-hmm. she goes, what do you look so bad for? You know, you're halfway done. You've only got half a lap left and that's it. And I looked at her and I'm like, you're right. I only have half a lap. Mm-hmm. I just did, you know, four of these almost, I can do one more and mm-hmm. then just picked it up. And it was just that, that person at the water station, just looking at me going, what do you probably, what's your problem? You only got half a lap to go. Right. I know it seems like weird to say, but it was what I needed to hear. And um, away I went and uh, got under two hours. Awesome. So awesome. I was completely – and then my last lap was as fast as my first lap. Mm. So I managed to even split. I didn't get the negative split, but I right. even split. So I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. And it's it's crazy sometimes how – just that little little change of perspective can can make all the difference. Instead of like, oh my gosh, I've I've you know I've run three and a half laps and I'm so tired. But like, oh, you all you have left is a half a lap. Like, oh yeah, you're right. And and you're able to to push a little bit and and 
end up having a, a, a good race and coming under your goal. And, and, you know, maybe it wasn't perfect, but no race is ever perfect. Even when you, even when you think you do everything perfect, uh, I think you can That's always right. find ways That's to right. say, Oh, I could have done, you know, a little better here, a little bit better there. Um, so, so then, you know, shifting to the, to the other race lesson, this, this, uh, I don't know. I think sometimes they call them last man standing. Although there's a bunch of different, it's just timed race, whatever. Um, but, but running, running every hour on the hour for 12 hours, uh, I guess backing up just a, a touch, how'd you get roped into a, into a race like that for a guy who enjoys the 5k enjoys the, the shorter stuff? Uh, was this your cousin pulling you into this one or, or how'd you get roped? It was, <laughs> those lovely running friends. Um, yes. so I had, I'm not sure who initiated this originally, but we were over the social medias. Some, one of us noticed this and, we kind of, he, he kind of said he'd always wanted to do it. And I said, I'll go and I'll cheer you on because I knew I was not in shape for this. Like I knew. Mm-hmm. And, um, well then he sent me a message and he says, it's, it's the last, last day to sign up for it. Are you going to do it? And I said, no, I'm not going to do it. He goes, but it's your, in your hometown. I'm coming to see you. You're going to do this. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. And he's like, no. And, and it was, and it was, and it, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he guilted me into it. And I signed up. <laughs> Um, at least that's, he may say it from a different perspective, but that's from my perspective of how it went down. Um, so that next Saturday I went out and I did like a six K I did it twice just to, just to get a feel for what this break was going to be like, Mm -hmm. because I'd never run six K and then shut it down and then run six K and then shut it down. Like I've never, other than that previous race with the half marathon. So I'm like, I just wanted to feel it. So I felt it. He showed up that the Friday night, and um, then the next morning, Saturday morning, we got a little crew set up. We had some great crew members of family and friends, and um, away we went. I totally expected him to finish. Um, he didn't. I finished. Wow. He didn't. Um, to this day, he, he regrets that, and uh, I will do it again with him whenever he feels he's ready. But he uh, cramped up. He had some salt water, salt and water issues, and his legs cramped up, and and. Uh, it was a really, really hot day. Um, I want to say it was almost 28, 29 degrees Celsius. I'm not sure what that is in Fahrenheit. I apologize. That's all right. That's, uh, that's getting close to, to 80 Fahrenheit. So that's, that's absolutely warm. No question about it. Yeah. And it's, and it was hot sun and you're running over a bridge mm-hmm. and then down. And so like, it, it's not an easy course. Um, so yeah, so he had some hydration issues and, and, uh, it was, I managed to finish it, but, um, but yeah, that was, as you say, those, those, those lovely running friends. Um, but I'm glad I did it. I really am. I'm glad I did it. I learned once again, I learned a ton and that's, and that's when I really started picking up my mileage after that, because I actually, I didn't enjoy it that night. Let me tell you, we were sitting up that night. I was sore as no other, like I said, that knee problem. And, Mm -hmm. but as a month or two went by after telling them with, authority i'm never doing it again that day i use that word i will never do it again oh famous last words and after a few months later i'm like yeah i could probably do it yeah yeah i think i can and now here i am two years after it and i'm like i'm ready i can do it again i know i can well and and yeah i mean of course you can you know it's, it's one of those where um at least at least from my perspective and i'm gonna i'm gonna turn this into a question here in a minute but like you know just like with the the 5k half marathon you you did it and it maybe wasn't as pretty as it could have been you know with with being underprepared but you learn and you come back and you're you're better for it the next time better prepared better able to to handle it this time maybe you're a little bit more prepared but still it's a new experience it's a completely new 
uh, adventure, something different than anything you've done before. So it's it's a lot of uncharted territory, especially you get, get into you know hour six, hour seven, hour ten. Of course, I get to hour twelve. Like like that's it's you know you go through it once and it, it helps you be better prepared the, the next time. Um, so for those types of races, which you know you can you can do those types of races as an organized race, or you can you can throw a a, a New Year's Day party like like uh, we did in the Facebook group this year, and I think might be uh, coming back and and you know set you set your calendar to, to New Year's Day of of twenty twenty two. We might do something like this again, um, but to to do those hour after hour challenges, um, what what did you learn during that experience that that will help you for the next one? And and maybe you can share for those that have never done a challenge like that before, but maybe you're going to think about it at some point down the road to, because it's different to start and stop every, you know, whatever it is, every 30 minutes, 40 minutes, something like that. You, you, you finish your, your five case, in your case, obviously six K. Um, but you know, you're going to come back again in, in 20, 30 minutes and do it again. Like how, how did you, what, what did you learn from that experience? I guess is the first question. Don't try and break your PR every lap. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, cause it's not in this particular race, it didn't matter how long you took to finish it until the last lap. The last lap is what counted because that's the way that they scored it. So at the last lap, if you're the first one to cross, then you essentially were the overall winner, male winner, age group winner, blah, 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 all the way down. Right. So the, cause the whole point was to get there. This was a, com- this was a completion race, not, not a competitive race. And, um, which I've learned the difference between the two now. There's some completers and there's some competers. This is a complete. This is a completion race, and you compete against yourself. Secondly, don't change your shoes. Um, I changed my shoes halfway through the race because my feet and socks were soaked, so I chose to change my shoes instead of just my socks. And um, that I think that's what led to my knee injury because after running a certain gait for so long, I switched the shoes midway, and it changed everything just slightly enough. That um, which led to my, which led to my knee problem. Mm-hmm. Change your socks, change your shirt, hydrate, eat lots of bananas, and um, that the, the that was my food of choice. That I that was the food I could keep down was the bananas. Mm-hmm. In the heat and the water, I couldn't. I was having a hard time with uh, a lot of other foods, so it was just the bananas were the ones that I could keep down. Um, and just take your time until the last lap, and and like I said, race against yourself, not against others. That was that was the biggest thing I learned in that race. Yeah. Yeah. Those, 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 uh, you know, kind of, again, whatever you want to call it, last man standing, whatever it's, it's, it's a dynamic and there's so many moving parts. And, and I'm sure that, um, you know, like you could talk to some folks that would say, Oh yeah, definitely do this. And it didn't work for you or don't worry about this. And, and it's something that you need to focus on. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's such a moving target and, and how you feel at hour two versus how you feel at hour 10, uh, can really change the game for you, but you know you, you come through it like you said and, and learn some things and, and uh, you know excited to to try it again. Um, a little uh, you know fun fact that you shared with me in, as far as you know here's some things we might want to talk about and I, I'm I'm you know kind of uh, interested in, in in how this kind of dovetails into maybe the 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 12 hour race a little bit. Um, but you've done this 12 hour race, you know, with, where, where, again, we're, we're doing the math here and the math isn't too complicated. Well, I guess maybe it is kind of complicated, but six K per, per lap times 12, 12 laps or 12 hours. So, you know, that's 70, 72 kilometers for those keeping track at home, which is, oh boy, now, now you're going to, now I, I talk about math and now, now I have to put myself on the spot for the conversion to miles. Um, we're talking 30, we're talking 40 
ish miles, 40, 41, something like that. Um, but no, no marathon. You, you, you haven't run a, a, a quote unquote proper all in one shot marathon yet. Um, first and foremost, not that you ever have to, you know, there's no, there's no rules that require that you have to do certain things or anything like that. But, uh, is that, was that a, a, a somewhat of a conscious decision to not run a marathon? Is that something that's, that's on the list for, for maybe, you know, once races come back and maybe that would be an opportunity or, or where do you, where do you stand on the marathon having completed an ultra? Um, and obviously lots of things shorter than marathon. Where, where do you stand on the marathon distance? So a year ago, I would say never, mm-hmm. um, no idea why just this really unfounded anxiety around it. Um, I just, cause all you hear about in the media is people doing fast marathons, fast marathons, all this stuff. So you get, you get this idea of where if you can't do it in a certain amount of time, then there's no point in doing it at all. So I kind of built into my head, this vision of if you don't do it in under three and a half hours, then you're not good. I have no idea why that that perception got built up in my head, but then, um, but but as I've grown with learn, growing with running, I've realized it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. and to just go and do it. So, yes, the marathon is definitely going to be on my list. I'm probably going to try and do it with my fam- with a family member, mm-hmm. um, my cousin. That would be awesome. Um, but it's just I don't know if that's make it makes sense in my head at the time. But it's just because there's just it seems like there's a lot of expectations. Like everybody has. You don't run it in four hours, and if you run it in three and a half, if you run it in six, you kind of I would kind of lump myself into this group of well, you're not you're not fit to do a marathon, so don't don't bother, just stick to the shorter races. That's that's fine. Um, but yeah, so it was kind of a mental block, I guess would be the easiest way to say it, and and definitely completing that ultra marathon on a whim helped me get over that mm-hmm. for sure. But that would be the if, in some weird way, I mentally blocked myself out of being able to comp- to complete a marathon. I know it sounds silly, but that's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. No, I mean it's 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 it only sounds silly once you kind of unlock that block in your head, I think. You know, I, I and I think that's something that um it, I in fact I know that it's not it's it's something that you're not the only person that has had those those types of struggles that, you know, if I can't do it in a certain amount of time, uh, somehow it's not it's not the same or it's it, you know whatever we whatever however you kind of want to color it um and and i think that that you know one of the beauties of of our sport once you get to the point where you can kind of of recognize it which clearly it sounds like you have is that is that there are no qualifiers right i mean there there's qualifiers for the elite stuff obviously but like as far as as being whatever as you being being able being worthy being legitimate being a quote-unquote real runner whatever whatever that means and i've heard that people say that before um you know you don't have to do a marathon to be any of those things you don't have to do a marathon at a certain time to be any of those things you don't have to do a half marathon you don't have to do anything in, in any any preconceived um you know time frames or or within certain bounds or things like that um but but it's easy to say that once, like I said, once you've kind of unlocked that that block, or once you've unlocked that realization that, um, you know, you you can, you, you know, you you can kind of set your own terms, and and almost going back to your compete versus complete uh, differentiation, which I which I I love that, um, because because that really is what it comes down to. Like you you know you can do a marathon in in six hours and three hours and in twelve hours, you know, anywhere in between. Um, and you set the metric of, you know, 
what you're going for, what your goals are, things like that. So, uh, be, be exciting to hear when, when you decide to do it or when you're able to do it, um, how it goes for you and, and how actually going through the experience even maybe does hopefully even more to help kind of, uh, change the perception of, of, you know, what a marathon is like and, and, and all that good stuff. Perfect. Well, if everything goes well, I'd like to do in October, but awesome. who knows, who awesome. knows, but this, we can't plan anything right now. So, oh. um, October is my, uh, is my goal. So, well, good, good. And it's, that's the truth that where the planning is still, still up in the air. And, and I know I, I've, I've made this point a few times that I've been cautiously optimistic for the last, you know, year, year plus, um, and been wrong just about every turn when it comes to trying to think of, right, well, maybe races will be back, you know, in, in the, in the summer or in the fall or in the winter or in the spring. Um, but, but hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll stay on a trajectory that, that will allow, uh, some races to, to be happening or, or at least more races. I know some races are still happening or are happening here in the States, at least in, in various capacities and various places, but hopefully it'll continue to be more widespread and able to do so safely. But, you know, talking about, about COVID a little bit and the pandemic and, and how it's impacted uh, you know, races, uh, has that been the biggest impact for you from a running perspective over the last, you know, year plus, or has there been other struggles, uh, you know, COVID and running related for you that you've had to navigate through? The only thing COVID really did here is it, 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 it stopped me from running every single race that I could Mm -hmm. find. Mm -hmm. Um, I turned into one of those guys quickly. I ran to race. That was what I ran to race. COVID actually has forced me to step back and just to assess the reason why I run, um, which I come to find out is I just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went, I went from a very low mileage, you know, three, seven kilometer to 10 kilometer at the most runs a week to now I'm, you know, I'm popping off 50 and 60, sometimes 70 kilometer weeks. Wow. Um, so I, I've used, I've tried to use this last year as a reset. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked, I looked at my calendar a year ago, March, um, and I had a three-run, 25-kilometer week. Apologies, I don't know what it is in miles. No, that's all right. And, and then I just completed that same week year over year, and I hit 50, 57, 57. Wow. Wow. So, and I feel better now than I did then. So, it, and it wasn't, it was just a great, so I used it as a reset and to work on the endurance part so that mm-hmm. way i'm more I'm, I'm so i'm ready so i'm ready for my marathon or ready for the next ultra marathon ready for the 5k 3k 2k i'll right. take a 100 meter dash right now like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> i'm ready for anything yeah well and that's and that's you know I, I think um i think there's a lot in there um that i don't know that we'll unpack all of it but i think that that you know when when life when life throws you a curve which obviously it threw everybody a curve with with the pandemic um you know, there's no right or wrong way to handle it. And, and, you know, you, you take, you do the best you can, but from a running perspective being, and and from, you know, specifically you, Corey, like, you know, instead of, instead of getting frustrated, I'm sure there was some frustration that there were no races and and things that you were looking forward to, but you know, you could have gone the other direction and just been like, ah, well, you know, I'll get back to running again when, when things open back up and when there's races again, or you can lean into, you know, exploring, some, some motivators and, and some benefits and some things that you get out of running beyond just the race day experience. And then, you know, hopefully, and, and I think I'm, I'm putting this together, but obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but there's almost a, a deeper appreciation for running now than there was a year ago. And, and potentially no way of knowing, of course, but potentially a deeper appreciation for running now than there would have been had this 
pandemic not happening, you could have had your normal race calendar last year. And, and, and we were talking right now. It's, I mean, again, no way of knowing, but, you know, and, and I certainly don't want to say that this was a blessing by any stretch or a blessing in disguise or anything, but, you know, it's just, at least there's a little bit of maybe positive that could come out of this for you and, and for, for other folks that kind of had a similar trajectory in the last year. I would definitely say it's changed my perspective for the better mm-hmm. um, because I was getting so wrapped up in my own personal expectations of I only finished fourth or I finished mm-hmm. third or I didn't, I didn't PR. That was my biggest thing. I took me to learn is you can't PR every race right. um, because I was, I was so, I want to say eager that it was just all out all the time. Mm-hmm. And I would run because I had to run. Now I run because I want to run. Um, so it's, it's brought, as you said, a deeper, a deeper love for running. It's right. definitely, uh, it's become a part of my lifestyle. I don't live like it, 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 it's definitely a part of my lifestyle now. And I enjoy seven, 10 kilometers, 12 kilometers, whatever. Somebody wanted to do a 30 tomorrow. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm good to go. And I like that ability. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I feel like that's, that's a great place to be. Um, you know, just, just as, as a, kind of a baseline of fitness to, to where, you know, you could jump into a race of, of varying distances and, and yeah, you might not be totally fit and, and, you know, PR ready and just able to go out and throw down your best race ever, you know, tomorrow or next weekend. But could you go out and like you said, could you go out and run a 30 K? Could you go out and run a half marathon? Like, yeah. And that's, and that's a good place to be. Um, because, and this is, you know, me putting on the coaching hat a little bit, but like, because it just gives you options, you know, shoot. I mean, if, if, if you and your cousin, you know, if, if, if races come back and, and there was a marathon in, in, uh, maybe, maybe not tomorrow, but in, in eight weeks, in 12 weeks, like with where you are right now, you could totally build up your fitness to the point of being ready to go for that first marathon in relatively short order compared to, you know, if, if, if you don't have the base in place. So, you know, finding that appreciation, building the base, building the fitness, um, just gives you options. And, and as races start to, to come back and be more and more prevalent, um, having options with your fitness is a good thing because then you'll be able to scratch that, that race itch, which I'm sure is, is ready to be uh, scratched for you. Yeah, 100%. It helps with the anxiety of, of not being able to compete, if that makes mm-hmm. weird sense. Like just the, the knowing the ability that I'm ready to go, if necessary, really helps with that anxiety of being able to perform at my peak. Because yeah. I think if I didn't run and I did the opposite, I'd be a hot mess <laughs> because you're just, you, your brain would go anywhere. You, who knows where your brain would go? You know, like it's, I don't even want to know where my brain would go because that. Uh, so at least now I know I just, it helps ease the anxiety of being able to, yeah. Like you said, four, six weeks, mm-hmm. let's get it going. I'm yep. good to go. Yep. Um, you know, we've kind of been on a theme of, of the family affair throughout today's conversation and specifically with, with your cousin and how he's motivated you and, and, and maybe, uh, peer pressured you a little bit, talked you into some things that, uh, you know, we all have in a that. Good way. We all, exactly. In a, in a very good way. We all have those, those running friends that, uh, that do that for us. But, uh, you, you mentioned again, in, in some of the stuff that you had sent over as far as potential things to talk about, um, that, that maybe, uh, your, your cousin isn't the only family member that has been part of some of your races. Um, but again, like I kind of teased in the intro a little bit, even when they're not runners. So uh, how have you been able to get your, your, uh, I think your, your kids, I think you mentioned, although again, obviously correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but, but involved with some of the races from a volunteer perspective. So it's kind of a funny story. Kids sometimes surprise you. Um, I have two lovely, beautiful daughters and, um, that definitely are my goal in life is to make them better 
than me. Um, so I would drag them to these races. They're younger. I'm like, so they're getting up at five o'clock in the morning, it's four o'clock in the morning, whatever it takes. Troopers every single time come to the race to cheer dad onto the start line. Who knows what they do after that? Because I'm gone. And there's my wife stepping up the plate, keeping these kids busy while dad comes back across the finish line. So we're heading to one race in particular. And my daughter looks down and says, dad, can I volunteer over there and handing out the, the, the uh, racing chips? Um, that ankle, these ones had ones, one on your ankle. And I said, well, I don't know. I said, I don't even know the race director. You know, like, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure they need volunteers. So I went over and asked this lady and they said, yeah, she can volunteer all she wants. I said, well, we'll, we'll use her for whatever she wants. So she started handing. So while I'm doing my warm up and doing all the thing, my wife and, and uh, my oldest daughter um, are handing out these chips to these runners as they come in and building friendships, building relationships, um, getting to know people um, while I'm out doing my thing. Well, and then I apologize if it gets a little misty here. Um, <laughs> but um, I came around the race and uh, this particular race, I was having a good race. And um, I, and I was, I don't know where I was. I was running by myself. And so I didn't know where I was. But um, when I came across the finish line, the director race director knew that I was participating and um, I crossed the line and um, they gave me my medal. Oh. So that was pretty cool to yeah. see. To, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. It was, it was just, it just brought it to never let the next level. Mm-hmm. Well, then lo and behold, every race after that, um, that my kids came to, which is every single one, they've worked the finish line of every single race since then. Um, they volunteer every time to hand out the water, the bananas, the canola bars, and then they put the take the time chip off the ankle and give the medal to each racer as they come across the line. So I, I took them there trying to inspire them to be physically fit and active, and they took it a completely different way and taught me a lesson about humanity. And, um, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's awesome. So, so it is definitely now officially a family affair because I dragged my wife into doing duathlons. <laughs> So she is now participating in the races as well. Awesome. So, so it's uh, so the kids work the line, the kids work the water stations, mom rides the bike, and dad runs. Yeah, I was so gonna, say, uh, I was gonna say you get, you got the, the, the um, like, you know, you, you, like you said, your, your wife and you can both participate now because the kids and the kids aren't gonna get themselves in trouble or doing like because they're working, they're they're out there helping, they're right. supporting. Um, that's that's uh, that's a pretty good situation to to be in, I think. Yeah, it's 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 amazing to think because I never if you had told me four years ago when I was running, the kids were going to do this. And if it was going to end up like this, I, I definitely would have called you a liar. I'd never seen this coming out of it because it was it was something that I had started doing for myself. Mm-hmm. And it turned into this huge family affair. And and um, I got to give my kids kudos because this running series at the end of every year. Um, they have a banquet hall where you come and get your awards and all that stuff. Um, cause they, once again, you have the rankings. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we had went and I had won my age group that year and I came in second overall, um, for all of the men. And, um, as we were leaving the, the last award is the, it's called the spirit award. And my girls were the ones that won that oh, spirit wow. award. Cause they said that their spirit uh, of the, like, it was just what the, the group had 
their energy and their hard work and stuff was what they were what they wanted to reflect onto the community of the runners so they got themselves it's called the golden shoe wow. or the brass shoe i guess so i was more proud of that achievement than i was of of my of my first place achievement so they they at least now they've got something substantial out of it and mm-hmm. they're ready to go too so like i said yeah the uh, the kids inspire you in, in the most amazing and unexpected ways yeah that's that's awesome and, and maybe the best part and i'm sure you would I, I would assume you'll agree is that i mean you didn't put up put them up to it like it's all on their nope. own they did it um man what a what a what a cool moment and and then to have it be recognized by by the group for, from showing up at, the, at race after race i mean that's that's a pretty awesome moment oh it was it was but don't ever ask them to run a race they <laughs> will no they are not into the running they want they have their thing and you know what Maybe 50 years down the road or 25 years down the road, they might come into running. Who knows? They might look back and say, hey, dad did it. Let's do it. Mom did it. Let's do it. You know, it's in, in, in at least I've put into their head. Fitness is important. Mm-hmm. And let's let them get what they want out of it right now. And and oh, they've 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 dragged me as being a guy that's very private and doesn't have a big circle, a big social group. Because um, I run at night all alone by myself. Very rare do I run with people they've dragged me into meeting people and, and just because they're so social and they're crossing the finish line and they're meeting all these people. And then those people have come up to talk to me about my kids. And it's just, it's created this nice little friendship circle that, uh, that I miss. That's why I want to go back to running is I want, I want that social time back again. Not necessarily the racing time is one thing. The social time is another. Right. Right. Well, and, and, and like a lot of us can, uh, attest to and, and and you can as well Corey. you're never too late to get into running so they don't have to be runners right now like you said 25 years right. from now 20 years from now 30 years from now whatever if they if they you know if that seed that you're that is being planted now from being at races and volunteering at races starts to starts to grow i mean you know running's not going anywhere uh it'll it, you know whatever what it'll look like 20 years from now i mean i don't know it probably probably fairly similar but who knows but if they want to get into the sport then they 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 can and uh you know it's it's just awesome that that you've found a way to make it a, a real truly family affair and that's that's super cool so as we're uh as we're wrapping it up uh today cory uh can't let you out without a philosophical question of course so uh curious to to find out um you know maybe maybe we've talked about a few lessons that uh you've learned that that relate to running of course you know experiences you you, you be better trained pace yourself things like that um, but, but, you know, maybe my, maybe my most common philosophical question, I don't know, I haven't kept track, but, uh, would love to hear about maybe some lessons you've learned from running that have been able to, to carry over into other areas of, of your life. So, uh, any, anything that stands out as far as lessons learned and, and how, you know, something running has taught you something that is applied to, uh, another area of, of your life. Confidence. Mm. I mean, that, that, the first word that comes to mind is confidence. Um, putting out to a plan or starting out with a plan completing that plan and then getting to the end of that plan, having the confidence to be able to do all the steps it takes to complete the race. I would say confidence is something that everybody, well, I shouldn't say it that way. Most of us could use more of, mm-hmm. um, to be sure of ourselves, to, to be, and just to work hard, just confidence. I would say that would be the easiest way to explain it. It's, is it's led me to realize that it's given me the confidence in my own life to, to, to do to do other things, knowing I can, can complete that from basically nothing to completing. And it's given me the confidence to be able to do other things, to challenge myself outside of work. 
uh, sorry, side of running in my work, in my life, something that I may thought I'd never do. Why not? If I just do the proper preparations and get in the right mindset, mindset, um, you can essentially accomplish anything you really want to. You just got to have the confidence to do it. Mm-hmm. As as per usual, I'm just you know standing here nodding my head, going, "Yep, I I, I love it." And, and the way you put it was was perfect. So I'm not gonna I'm gonna try not to mess it up any more than I already have in these last few words that I said. So uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Guys, if you enjoyed today's conversation, you want to connect with with Corey some more um, on Instagram at RunDaddyRun81, uh, on Twitter at Jillian underscore Corey. Again, that's G-I-L-L-I-A-N underscore C-O-R-Y. And uh, on Facebook, Corey Robinson, just his name. Easy to find. He's in the Facebook group. You can find him there as well. And uh, if you want links for all of those places, Dizruns.com slash 940. Dizruns.com slash 940. Back to the show notes for today. All the links, all the things as per usual. So, uh, Corey, thank you for uh, for taking the time today to to chat with us a little bit. Um, as I anticipated, I wasn't sure exactly where we were going to go, but we covered a lot of things that I thought we might cover, and um, I'm really glad we did, and I'm really glad we were able to connect. Um, so, again, just thank you for the for the time today. Uh, hope hope you're uh, back to racing again soon, just like all of us. Hope we're all having the opportunity to race Agreed. again soon. Uh, but certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward. And, and again, thanks for the time today, my friend. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Corey and myself. And as per usual, we'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was what was something we talked about? That was your your takeaway. What stood out to you from the conversation du jour? Uh, for me, it was it was when Corey was talking about the idea of, of some races he runs to complete and some races he runs to compete. And the reason that stood out to me is that I think it's it's really important, maybe, certainly beneficial, to have that plan in place certainly before the race starts, but ideally several weeks before the race because knowing what the goal is for the race really can influence, I mean, maybe not a completely dramatic overhaul, but it really influences how the training goes, how you're trying to peak, how you're trying to taper, what kind of strategy you're going to put in place. You know, if you're just trying to complete a race, it, it, it doesn't matter as much about, you know, specific splits and paces and, and real, really dialing in your, your fueling. You've got, you've got a wider window. But if you're trying to compete, if you're trying to race hard, you're, you're aiming for a PR, breaking a new time goal, setting a BQ, things like that, you need to... There's a, there's a lot that goes into that, of course. There's a lot that goes into that beyond just, well, I'm just going to show up and race hard. And that starts way back in the training. That starts with with what you're trying to do with your base. It starts with what you're trying to do with certain workouts, um, certain certain strength training exercises, cross like the whole nine. And then, of course, you know the the taper, uh, putting the plan in place, really getting detailed. It's just it's just I think it's really beneficial to to really know what you want to do before the race shows up. Certainly before the race starts. And sometimes I've, I've talked to folks that, you know, maybe kind of, well, I'll just get a few miles in before I decide how I want to race. And not that you can't do that, but boy, that, that, uh, that's cutting it a little thin, right? Uh, so I, I think it was just a good reminder to me to, to make sure that, that I'm intentional for myself and make sure that, that when I'm, you know, the folks I work with, make sure that we're on the same page as far as exactly what their ambitions are, not just in the days leading up to the race, but in the weeks and months leading up to the races. Um, and, and, you know, something, something to, to always keep in mind because, you know, preparing for a race, it's not just, 
something that you do a couple days before, obviously not the training part, but just actually like the logistics of what your goal is going to be. The, the earlier you can establish that, the, the, um, the, the more you're likely to be successful, I think. So are you going to be completing this race? You're going to be competing this race. Something that I sometimes struggle with myself as well, which is probably another reason why it was a takeaway. Something that I, is a good reminder for me, maybe a good reminder for you, maybe something that you do already, maybe something you never thought of before. But uh, that's what's the beauty of the takeaways is, is sometimes it, it brings something up to the surface and uh, maybe I belabor the point a little bit, you know, probably, but uh, hopefully something for you to think about going forward, especially with races coming back uh, into, into prominence, hopefully, hopefully soon, if not already. So uh, that's my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? Uh, let me know at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can always head over to the show notes for today's episode or, or any episode, quite frankly. We've got links, we've got photos, we've got all the things. And of course, we've also got that comment bar down at the bottom of the page. Just scroll on down past all the links, past all the, the photos, and I'll leave your thoughts and feedbacks, comments and takeaways down there in the comment section for the world to see for all of perpetuity, or at least as long as we're still, still got this, this thing, this train running, uh, we'll leave the comments there. And the conversation is always welcome to continue. So with that, in case I didn't say it, disruns.com slash nine four zero. Now with that, uh, one last reminder for features, disruns.com slash features. That's F E E T U R E S feet as in your feet features, disruns.com slash features, get yourself a new pair of socks and make sure you keep your toes trimmed up, your toenails trimmed up. Not too far. We don't want to mess up your foot health. Talked about that a few weeks ago. Um, but don't let them get so gangly that they eat your your socks. And maybe it's your shoes more than your toes. Maybe it's my shoes more than my toes. I don't know. Anyway, that's it for today. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Hope you appreciated this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I appreciate you listening to the episode. And uh, if you did, if you did enjoy it, maybe hit that share button. Spread the word a little bit. That's always appreciated as well. Until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you guys.